0: What is up, all of you good boys and non-boys? Uh,
1: welcome to 2023. We're back here with Erico Blueberry. It's an Unassuming Destiny podcast. My name is Chili Bin.
0: Amechi, back from the dead.
1: Yes. Well, no. Um, in a sense, we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm like still reeling from the intro and me trying to like self-correct as I, as I just said, good boys, and then was like, wait, that's only one thing. Um, we'll get to the good boy protocol. Um we are we we here at Erico Blueberry uh we observe the good boy protocol. We we will we will pet the good boy. Um but we'll get to that. It's been a minute. Um what is going on?
0: Ah, uh, where do I start? <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's start let's start with the elephant. Uh... In the, room. the last episode we did was like mid-December. Um, and then I think we both just got very busy with, you know, end of year holiday period type stuff. And then your computer proceeded to melt down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, my computer just decided to not turn on one day. Uh, so that was weeks and lots of money of trying to figure out why it would not turn on. And then just, what is it, giving up the ghost and being like, eh. Just going to get a new PC for now. Um, so just for the first time in my life, invested in a pre-built. Mm. I usually don't go the pre-built route. And it's just a low-profile ATX pre-built. It's not too shabby. 3060 uh, i7. And it's about the same size as a PS5. I was actually genuinely yeah. surprised when I opened yeah, the box. You,
1: you sent me a picture of it. as like, okay, that's surprisingly capable for what it looks like... You know, a little a little box, just a little guy.
0: Yeah, well, it was deceptive because they shipped it. So they had a box-in-a-box mm. box situation going on. And JB Hi-Fi obviously don't want to send things that get smashed. So the outer box had a bunch of foam that held the inner box in place. And then the inner yep. box, so the MSI-branded box, also had foam. So I was like, oh, this thing is a lot bigger than I thought wasn't bothered by that because they
1: have just done, they've just done the like the classic parent christmas bamboozle of putting the small present in the big box
0: Matros matryoshka <laughs> dolls of PCs <laughs> yeah. um and i was like oh because my last pc was huge um it's a full it's a full tower so we've renamed my last pc chungus and then this one is little guy tm
1: just <laughs> little guy great. yep
0: um, so when you try and connect to my PC on my smart home system, it's just little guy TM yeah. on the
1: bottom. I mean, I mean, I th- I think you saw this when I came up to Brisbane. I brought my like portable Bluetooth speaker with me, which is a red cylinder that I called Red Tube. Um, except no, that one was Red Tube Two because I had a previous red similar speaker that I called Red Tube, and this was the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Red Tube 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yes.
0: So, yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, Running but, smoothly. But
1: you only got that PC, like, what, this week? Two days ago,
0: yeah.
1: Q. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so, downloading everything.
0: Yeah. I very much was in the mindset of, like, not sitting there and trying to remember everything I needed to download or what I had on my old PC. Yeah. I've I very much just been like, Discord, first of all first and foremost Um, sitting through hours of updates just and and, and going through that loop of like like,
1: you need to do this update before you can do this one and then that means you've got another and you're just like chaining these updates for a whole day
0: MSI utility center needed to install and then update
1: fucking tools man
0: I don't mind it because it lets me control the RGBs and everything. Because no, not only. I, I hate them
1: when you've got like three or four different manufacturers' yeah. parts in your computer and you're like, I need all of the software to manage this shit and they don't line up together. What are we doing?
0: The nice thing about getting a pre built is it's all the same. It's, the same yeah. it's all the same. It's all linked in. They've already got it organized. Um, and then on top of that, as part of part of the package, I got a mouse and keyboard. So everything talks to each other. I can sync the lights across everything. It's really nice that way. But it was like, MSI Utility Center needs to download and install. I'm like, sick. Oh, now it needs to update. Yeah. Cool. Um, And then Windows was like, by the way, Windows 11, time to update. And I was like, I don't want to. And it's like, guess what? You're going to. So it's like, obviously, my PC's been sitting on the shelves in JB Hi-Fi for six months or whatever. Yeah. So it's, I had six months worth of fucking updates yeah, to catch up with.
1: It's like when you get, a like, I've, I've heard tales of parents buying kids game consoles, and nowadays what that means is what you should do is take it out of the box before Christmas, do all the updates and installs, and then put it back in the box. Because otherwise that's your Christmas day, is fucking just downloading updates and everyone else is trying to do the same thing.
0: I think this generation of kids, like our, our generation's kids, are set when it comes to christmas because like the night before christmas (laughs) um my instagram story feed was just full of parents updating consoles and installing games on consoles like there's like one of my friends has three kids and they're like four five and
1: nine
0: yeah so he had to Update and install games on a PS5, and then update and install games on a on a Switch, and then update and install games on like an iPad. Yeah. And he was just like he had all three of them going in his computer, like just his PC room, on different <laughs> monitors because then he could lock the door just in case the kids wake up and try and come in, and he's he just sitting there updating everything. Just, just true like,
1: gamer hours. All
0: right. This one wants Minecraft and Fortnite. Gonna s- now that it's updated, gonna install that. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. This one wants Animal Crossing and Pokemon. Gonna <laughs> it's so funny, <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been good. Um, I've been able to play Destiny on like high graphics, That's which I've nice. been able to do for a while. My oh. last PC wasn't quite powerful enough to. So I did, you know, the the old first thing you do when you get a new GPU a new PC, which is load up your favorite game and just crank everything up to high and see how it goes. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Like t- go and go and run whatever like this fucking subclass has the most explosions on screen per second. Um, I think, like for a Titan, it's probably void. Like with the volatile and all the stuff popping off, and you know those those sorts of things.
0: My first graphics test wasn't Destiny.
1: Okay, what was it?
0: I I uh, betrayed Destiny that's, for a brief second. That's
1: fine. There are more graphically demanding games than Destiny.
0: I loaded up, uh, installed, and loaded up Death Stranding.
1: Yeah, that's a good one, actually.
0: And then just walked around for 45 minutes with the graphics cranked up high. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, Zooming I've, in I've, on Norman
1: Reedus' face. I've, I've, just like I've played yeah. that on some, some high graphics settings. There's a lot going on in there on, on the PC
0: version. Yeah. What the fuck? There's blades of grass in this game? Yeah. <laughs> and they move with the wind? What mm-hmm. the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Norman Reedus' hair moves with the wind as well? Uh, what it, the fuck?
1: The, the one that, like, I think my version of that, like having graphics cards with the ray tracing stuff enabled on them is control the way that they fuck Mm. around with colored lighting and the ray tracing stuff. It's still some of the best looking video game I've ever seen.
0: For me, I had a, what the fuck? Like I had a few like wall moments with death Stranding, but for me it was just standing there and the wind blowing through and the little like dream catcher Mm. on Sam's backpack was moving in the breeze as well. And I was like, my microphone (laughs) or like when you stop running the, like it swings back and forth. And then if you turn around and you move the little, uh, the little ludens that's tied to the front of BB yeah, that swings around as well. And I was like, what the hell?
1: Yeah. I'm just making a note when I go to edit this to fucking mute my microphone at that timestamp, because it's a very sensitive microphone and I just essentially backhanded it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard it. It was unpleasant.
0: Um, um and then seeing going into Destiny and seeing some of these like um shaders and mm. armor sets and and stuff I use every day, but have only been playing in medium level graphics. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't know uh the stag had like bone marks like in the face like it has like little chips oh and yeah. Marks, yeah like bone yeah. does so i was like what the, f- the future is now
1: yeah welcome to gaming
0: <laughs> so good yeah i'm so excited
1: yeah um speaking of windows 11 weirdly um i like during the time between episodes i've been having bizarre issues that i've never experienced before with my that seem to be related to my graphics card which is a 3080 ti so like not 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 an old card by any stretch but um hasn't happened in a while touch wood um but i i think you like this is back when i think you were still had a working pc like i would get graphics crashes to the point where my entire system would lock up Because it thought my graphics card had been removed while I was doing stuff. And so, of course, Destiny would crash. In some cases, my entire system would crash. um, Because there were just enough, like, system-level errors happening that it was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, And, like, I've updated some, some drivers and things like that. But I was just scrambling to figure this out. And so one of the things I did was update to Windows 11. Because... All I had to do was update my motherboard BIOS for it to be compatible. Um, and then I was like, maybe this is it. I don't know. I'm just updating everything at this point. Um, turns out Windows 11 is pretty nice and, like, has a lot of features that I I was using, like, Windows Power toys to to do certain things with, like, window snapping. And that's just a part of Windows 11 now. So that's kind of nice. But um, that w- that was, like, I did a similar thing of, like, when I did that upgrade a bunch of shit became uninstalled because my hard drives got somewhat unrecognized by the system so I had to like reset up all of my game libraries so like all my Steam shit was basically gone um, my like Xbox Xbox Game Pass install location got weirdly corrupted so I had to like fucking rip that out and like format a hard drive which scared the shit out of me um, and so that wasn't fun and then it was also that thing of like, I don't have spare parts lying around to just like test this shit out like a like I have in the past, and that's that's always kind of nice.
0: That was my situation.
1: Yeah, and it was enough that I was I started thinking about like how long I've had this PC or like what the oldest part in here is. And then it was like, well, when I moved to Australia in 2013, I brought with me motherboard, CPU, and RAM from this computer I had at home, and I was like, that's easy to transport. I'll just get a new case, I'll build a system around that. Cause it was still like pretty decent at the time. And I did that and have basically Frankenstein the PC since then just swapping out bits and pieces. And thankfully like Windows 10 meant that if you swapped a motherboard or a CPU, you, you didn't have to reinstall Windows, which before Windows 10 it did. Um, so I was able to just basically keep the same system running through. So my, my Windows license key, which is valid for Windows 11, is technically a Windows 7 key that has been upgraded multiple times. Um, Amazing. Yeah, but it's just free upgrades every time, so that's, that's, that's nice. Um, but, yeah, I am now also at the point of collecting parts to do a brand-new, fresh build, um, which I haven't done since 2009. So that's kind of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think you do for
1: it. Yeah, yeah, especially like those sort of issues. And also it's because like the 3080 Ti that I've got, you know, it's like a, it's a a two-slot graphics card, but it's heavy and it's sagging. And I don't know if that's causing issues with the slot that it's inserted into, I don't know. Like I'll build a new PC to replace this and then I will go into like salvage parts out of it. And then like, let's really try and figure out what's going on here. Because I'm at a point where I can just rip it apart if I need to.
0: That That's plans with my old PC. It's like, when I get a chunk of change, just take it to someone and be like, what the fuck happened? Can you tell yeah. me at the very least? And then if I can afford to repair it, I'm just going to turn it into a media center or something. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. Like, I can pre- do so much with all of the parts I've got in this existing PC.
0: I've got an old projector sitting downstairs and I'm like, it's a HDMI projector. So I'm just like, you know what? I could just plug a projector in it, have a wireless keyboard and mouse and just Mm. stream all my anime and my Netflix and my YouTube and movies. Well, The
1: the other thing you can do if you've ever fucked with steam in home streaming is you can have your like main gaming PC elsewhere on your network running the game, but it streams it to another computer on your network running steam and you're playing it there.
0: Yeah, or like another idea I had is like just getting a wireless keyboard and mouse and then the nights that I want to hang out with my dog, like Sergei, mm. is I'll just boot up Destiny downstairs on my old PC. Yeah. Just play Destiny downstairs with you guys and you can just de- deal with the snuffling of Sergey.
1: Yeah, fine. Yeah, put a microphone right <laughs> up to his face. That'd be great.
0: Give him his own headset.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's kind of exciting to be, to be going through that journey. Um, it's less like... It's less like necessity dictated than i think that i think yours was but it's also i'm in a position where i where i can for example order a 4090 that is water cooled in an all-in-one loop out of the box like i want it to be quiet but fucking powerful as hell that's that's my mo because
0: water water, water water force water, water force, force. Ah. yeah
1: it's so dumb um but the, the New Trivium song. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what a horse.
1: Basically. Um, but it was that thing of like, you know, that level of graphics card. I am, I run 4K monitors. I try to play games at that resolution if I can. 4090 sets me up for that and will last me fucking years because I can run it at lower resolutions if I want better frame rate. And, you know, the performance on these cards is crazy. Like running it at 4K... 60 minimum i i I don't want to go past 4k like it seems needless like the difference between 1080p to 4k or even like 1440p to 4k like you can well i can notice that because i've you know tried all of them um but i i don't think our eyes can perceive past 4k i think it's just needless marketing bullshit to sell you more stuff
0: What's the old Reddit meme that came out around the time of um, the Hobbit? Human eyes can only see thirty frames per second.
1: Uh, wrong. It's fifty. <laughs> it's about fifty-five. The the refresh but rate of human eyes like, is about fifty-five hertz.
0: But just like Reddit kept making it lower and lower every time someone tried to make that argument, uh, yeah, Like they, they, did, did, like, that oh, fucking, they did that. They did that high
1: frame rate. Like it was like forty-eight frames a second because film is twenty-four, and they're basically yeah, they did double the
0: that. Deal- Digital high frame rate and motion blur, so a yeah. lot of people were seeing it in the cinema and being like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, it
1: sucked." I, I saw <laughs> I saw that first Hobbit film in the cinema at high frame rate, and it was not good and unnecessary.
0: <laughs> so high definition too, and I'm like, yeah. I really don't need to see any of but those actors' the faces. Like, now, that now, high now it's all
1: now it's all come full circle. The new iPhones they shoot video at 24 frames a second to give you a cinematic look. <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's dumb.
0: Yeah, and like James Cameron being like, oh, yeah, we took frames out in uh, yeah. Avatar 2 just because it felt too smooth yeah. and like people were getting uncanny valley." Yeah, it. Yeah, turns out like you it. don't need so these
1: crazy cameras we that made it put a put low- money into R&D for. Like, get rid of that shit. We
0: put a whole bunch of money into the animation, but then we put no money into the frame rate. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
1: Yes. Um, so, yeah, here at Erico Blueberry, apparently... 2023 is the year of further enriching our enclosures, um, which I've which I've also done a couple of other ways. Um, my microphone now, instead of being like on an arm over the top of my monitor, which you know I'd sometimes catch shadows off these lights, it's now on a low profile arm down in front of me. Um, I wonder if you can see it here. Here it is. Um, uh, yeah. So so that's a lot that's a lot easier to deal with um, or
0: capturing. Farts.
1: I mean, I could. I would just have to like change the angle because <laughs> it's a bit. There's a bit too directional to just pick it up. Everyone just check. And... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I would have to mute because it'll make noise if I move around too much. Um, and then I also swapped out my. I got. I finally got rid of my fucking secret lab bullshit gamer chair. Stop buying gamer chairs. They're a fucking scam. They're not good for also, you. So
0: it turns out terrible for your posture, regardless. Yeah,
1: yeah. like. Do not buy them. Yes, they're cheap. Yes, they look like car racing seats. They're not designed to sit in for fucking hours on end, get rid of them.
0: Just quickly. My, so at my job, I won't say what I do, but someone at my job is like a, a fitness expert mm-hmm. and his specialty is movement and flexibility. Okay. So his whole goal is to get people not only stronger, but more flexible because... The human body is actually meant to be quite flexible. Yeah. Um, he was looking, I was having issues with my traps and he said, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of their neck issues and trap issues are from glute and lower muscle. He's like, you got to mm-hmm. think that is all pulling that stuff down. Mm-hmm. So if your lower back is locked up all those muscles along your spine are locked up. It's going to pull everything because they all feed into each other. Makes sense. So he was checking my lower back and he was just like pushing on the muscles. And then he figured out what muscles were locked up and he stood up and stood in front of me and he goes, do you got one of those gaming chairs? And I went, how do you know? And he goes, one, take that lumbar support directly out of that, off that chair right now. Take the headrest off it right now because it's pushing your spine into an S shape. And he's like, the muscles in the middle of your back are so tight because it's not only trying to accommodate for your lower back, it's trying to accommodate for your shoulders and your neck being pushed forward.
1: Yeah. And also like the way that is shaped around your shoulders, it's like pushing your shit in. It
0: pushes, it pushes me like this. (laughs) Pushing your shit in. It pushes my shoulders rip audio listeners. It pushes my shoulders and my neck forward and down. Yeah. And then I have to look up at a monitor. Yeah. But, like, just by looking at my lower back and the middle of my back and which muscles were working harder than the rest, Mm -hmm. he was like, you've got a gaming chair with one of those lumbar pillows in it, don't you? I was like, yep. And he goes, when you get home, I want you to tip the chair forward because they're all naturally tipped this way. Mm. And the reason they're all naturally tipped that way is to make the lumbar support feel like it's doing something. But he's like, if you tip that base forward that lumbar support doesn't need to be used because yeah, your back is Yeah, I used to that.
1: change the angle on the back to be pretty upright to kind of get that. Like, it, it would never really f- tilt forward, but it was enough that I was like, okay, it's pushing me forward and up. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: so I was like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, but I, I've taken the extreme solution, which is to <laughs> save up for a while and buy a fucking Herman Miller, Aeron, Aeron... How you pronounced A-E-R-O-N? Air on. Air on. Air on. Ass. Yeah. Um, And that turned up this week, uh, and I'm still in the process of, like, fine-tuning all the different fucking adjustments I've got. But it does have forward tilt in in the fact that, like, the whole thing kind of rocks forward, and the, the, like, bit I sit on actually leans forward. So it's, like, really getting me fucking upright. Let's see if I can... Where is it? There. Oh, I'm 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 right in here now. This is me in forward tilt mode, which I might start calling gamer mode. Um, <laughs> Locking in, boys. Yeah, it's time to raid. Um, but the thing is, right? I work from home most of the time, so you you know, rounded up eight hours a day. I'm sitting here using a keyboard and mouse on these same screens, and then I will clock off maybe go have dinner, and then I'll come back to this chair and play a bunch of video games or whatever in the same seat. Uh, So fuck gamer chairs, they're bad for you. The thing is, like, my Secret chair was maybe, like, 500 bucks when I got it. Like, this chair, granted, three grand as, as a point of comparison. There are chairs in the middle of that that do more of what this does. Um just
0: apparently the like, mesh Ikea chair is yeah. like pretty comparable. And yeah. So just like the quality mesh, is lower.
1: mesh was a big thing I wanted to get because what I was finding, especially in summer, it gets quite hot in Australia. If you haven't heard, um, you know, this like dense foam wrapped in fake leather would just trap all the body heat that I was putting out and then reflect it back at me. And it's just fucking uncomfortable. Um, but this is a nice, mm-hmm. like fully mesh situation. Um, there's no headrest, so i have to actually engage my neck to support my head you know what it's designed to do um and it's made to whole head up and the thing is like if you're going to be if you know you're going to be sitting in the same chair for that kind of extended period of time you should kind of be spending that kind of money on a chair if you can afford it caveat all of that with like you don't need to but if if you don't spend money on the chair that supports you, you need to count. You need to like balance that with doing things like getting up and stretching more often, just to like make sure your body isn't getting fucking destroyed by this lump of foam.
0: Mattresses and chairs are one of those things I've, I always tell yeah. people they need to invest in. Mm. Um. The, the and a standing desk if you can too. I've yeah. got a standing desk in the office and I, I actually prefer it over, I want a standing desk for my gaming rig because after yeah. using it in the office, I'm like, okay, I'm sold. Yeah. I like to be able to stand up for 45 minutes to an hour at a time, move yeah. and, around. And, and like I'm a
1: good stuff. one of those, like the company I got mine from is based up in Queensland, I think, like about a thousand about um, yeah. dollars. But they're built in a way that like the the frame is basically a universal standing desk frame. and You can just swap the top out. And which is what I'm doing. I've got this like corner standing desk and I've got a new top for it coming next week, which is like a wood. It's actually like wood. It's not this like white laminate finish. So I'm just like making it look a bit better um, as well. And, and you know, didn't need to do that, but I wanted to. Um, but part of the, part of the, like, I don't know, the way I rationalize spending this much on a fucking chair was it comes with a it's like a twelve year warranty, but it's also a like twenty four seven warranty so they don't they don't look at it and go well you 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 have to use it between these hours or this this many hours per day for it to count. It's just like twelve years so then if you take the amount the chair costs and divide it by twelve, that's how long it's basically expected to last and it's you know whatever that works out to per year it's you know it's worth it it's worth the investment in yourself if you're like me, and you work from home and game a lot in the same spot.
0: Yeah. One thing I learned growing up kind of without like doxing myself too much growing up in poverty is I learned in like invest for the long term. Yeah. It's, it's so easy. For example, it's so easy to go and buy like a, in Australia, our like cheap brand is Kmart. Mm. It's so easy to go buy like a $25 Kmart rice cooker. But when you take into consideration, you're going to be replacing that rice cooker probably every 12 months, depending on how much you use it.
1: Well, also it's going to add up. The, the warranty go, get the yeah.
0: go get the $300 Breville rice cooker or the Breville multi chef that's like six. Like, And I do the same thing. I like squirrel scroll away money and I buy something very expensive, and people are like, oh, that's so expensive. I'm like, yeah, but I've been saving for years for yeah. this, and I know it's going to last me most of my adult life. Yeah, like so.
1: I was saving for this chair probably for close to a year. Um, and yeah, it was it was actually incredibly satisfying to be like, cool, done, tick box, mm-hmm. money is gone now. <laughs> and I worked. Like, I
0: earned this.
1: But it was also kind of fortuitous because I did it right after the new year, and the store that I got it from was just doing like a blanket ten percent off Herman Miller products. I was like, this is fucking perfect. Um, so I got like the black on black on black treatment, um, which normally would be just over three grand. I got it for like twenty seven hundred. Um, nice. Yeah, and they came and dropped it off and all the packaging away. It's fucking sick.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't
1: need that. Just have a man carry a chair into my house, which is what happened. And I'm pretty sure he was French. I got a little confused.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is your chair, like, Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, not, not that not that kind of like butler, not like a butler French kind of vibe. It was more like, you know, that that hot mid-20s French guy kind of vibe.
0: i need to reconsider some things when this man leaves (laughs) i'm
1: gonna sit in this chair and think about what i did um (laughs) yeah so that that's uh that's a that's just like interior decorating chat here at Erico blueberry um what do you say your
0: enclosure with error how
1: how about we talk about destiny
0: (laughs) At this
1: point, some what are we like half an hour in?
0: <laughs> really buying into that parasocial cult of personality. Yeah, let, me, fucking... let me talk
1: to you about my my fucking office.
0: <laughs> let me tell you about where I put my ass.
1: Yeah, for like fifteen minutes. Um, actually, here's the segue. All right, the other the other piece of interior decorating I've done, which is destiny related, um, I finally hung up the banner that I can put all the like seal pins into. And that is right behind this monitor in front of me. Um, just by count. How many is that? One, two, three. There's 15 of the motherfuckers in there. Um, granted they're not all like title seal pins. Like I
0: was going to say you, you're awesome because you also buy a lot of the initiative pins.
1: Yeah, Like the, the true, is it the true colors one, which is like the, um, the, pride. The the pride flag with the bungee fist and the lightning bolt. Then there's the 30th anniversary, you know, fist with the lightning bolt, which is like that giant chunky fucking metal piece. Um, and then one of them is like I bought this display board that Bungie produced for a bit for them. And it's like this heck big oversized hexagonal pin that is just like the guardian crest. And then what are those two? Oh, the Witch Queen legendary campaign pin and the Valve the Disciple raid pin. Um but yeah, there's also a fair amount of the 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 seal titles up there as well. But it's just nice to like have that there as as kind of a always on reminder of you know, things I've done, but also things I've done in a lot of cases with a group of friends.
0: With the homies With the homies.
1: Um and so, yeah, that's right there.
0: Um, I, I definitely want to get the pride pin, um, but I think I want to put it on my my bag. Mm. So that's my next investment, yeah. I think, is I'm going to try and grab the pride pin.
1: They are rather big.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're so well made, too. Yeah. And, it's, and it's the inclusive pride flag, which I enjoy as yeah. well, because um, I missed out on getting the BLM pin. I was going to buy the BLM pin mm. when they first dropped that. Yeah. Um, but just missed out on it. All right. Yeah.
1: Destiny. Last time. Destiny. Last time we talked, we had just basically seen the first week of this current season, season of the Seraph. Um, yeah. And then it was dawning.
0: Time. Yes.
1: So basically, what we're going to cover is the dawning, uh, the departure of DMG, and. The rest of Season of the Seraph up till, up till this week. You're all up to date. I'm all up to date. Um,
0: Reset was yesterday for us, basically. Uh,
1: two days ago. It's Wednesday yeah. for us, and today is Friday. But for you today listening to this, it's, well, we put it out on a Sunday morning. Time zones are stupid. Um, <laughs>
0: Time is a concept. Yes.
1: Time is a man-made thing. It doesn't actually exist. It's not inherent in the universe. Um, time is a flat circle. <laughs> yeah, let me talk to you about <laughs> entropy real quick. No, we have to talk about <laughs> destiny. Uh, <laughs> going from, like, laws of the universe to the idea of fate. What is happening? Um, so,
0: Paracausality. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes, it is. I've heard. It's, it's the new hotness. Uh, but no, last time we talked, we did week one. There's a fair amount of reveals happening but uh you didn't get to do the dawning at all did you
0: i did a uh, one week one of week the of,
1: dawning. yeah for, yeah second week and it was like second week of the season first week of the dawning then your pc died we couldn't record because
0: reset happened and i went teehee i'm gonna get on my pc and go visit the shop because there's something in it made of bright dust that i want and then my PC said, "Bitch, you thought and didn't turn
1: on." <laughs> yes, okay, yeah. All the pieces are now my
0: cookies. in place.
1: Um. So the the only note that I saw fit to write down uh, on the fourteenth of December was, "How does Finch <laughs> even eat a cookie?" Um, a question that I think was actually asked in game, um, like when you go give Finch a cookie. He gives you the the big block of text that happens when you first give someone a cookie. Um, sort of like, "Hey, thank you." Like, you know, what are what are human celebrations even? Um, and I think in there is something to the effect of like, "What am I going to do with this?" Because um, he's just a floating live ghost, and you're like, "Here, have a cookie." Just like, what am just I? Just
0: leave it on the ground <laughs> not on his log. Just yeah, place it on his log. Just like,
1: giving it to the dead hive knight that sits behind him at all times. Like, I don't know, maybe this will bring you back to life.
0: I keep the cookies in its carapace.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't want those.
0: <laughs> like a cicada. He's just putting yeah. cookies in the shell
1: of um, <laughs> But anyway, so Dawning came with uh, a whole bunch of new triumphs for a title of Star Baker, which is incredible. Um,. Something that I, I did earn, and I, I'll, I'll be honest, I got to a point with it and the Dawning where I was baking cookies primarily based on how convenient it would be to give them to someone. So Zavala got a lot of cookies, as did the gunsmith. Uh, I, 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 you know, did enough to, like, give everybody one that I needed to for all the triumphs, and then I went, hey, who's nearby? Uh, so also Eva Levante got a lot of cookies.
0: Um, Me last year just sitting on Europa feeding Barrett's exactly, cookies. Exactly. But it, it was also
1: like the ingredients that I was dropping from doing activities. It it meant that I gave a lot to Eva Levante because I just had a lot of what her cookies required. Um, the thing that I very quickly realized, don't give any to the lady that runs the Eververse store because when you go to give them to her, you give her a cookie, and then it kicks you out to the store menu. And then one, and it's just like back and forth. Whereas every other fucking character that you give a cookie to in the game, you give them one, and that menu just pops back up to give them another one straight away. I was like, this is just, I can't do this. I don't want to have to look at the store every time. Just let me jam these cookies on the desk.
0: Thank you for this cookie. Have you seen my wares? Yeah,
1: please see <laughs> Um Which, like, it, it doesn't feel... And- doesn't feel like I it's don't actually,
0: know about it, it
1: doesn't feel exploitative. It's just more probably just a quirk of how interacting with yeah. her goes. Um yeah, it was it was kind of fun. You know, classic dawning stuff, nothing's nothing's too different there. Um I am now three out of four for Revler, which I'm very excited for.
0: Fuck you. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, it's it's it is honestly a shame that like all of that stuff with your PC meant that you are now out of earning that.
0: The only title I was making a conceded genuine effort to get I and I get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Believe me. At what, least I got, to, at least I got to talk to you guys every time someone on like star Baker and it popped up in the server, I would just find a great British bake off gift to send to each of you every time yeah, you did it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't remember if I ended up gilding, Star Baker, I think I did because I just ended up close enough that I was like, well, I've got podcasts to watch. I'll just put those on in the background and bake a bunch of cookies.
0: Chili Ben is gilded Star Baker, Me immediately. Noel Fielding. Yeah. <laughs> Give.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> or it's just the one episode with James Acaster because he was like fucking jet lag <laughs> to hell.
0: Put it in the oven. Gave up. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, it was, it was it was a pretty good time. You yeah. they they had some the they, the story stuff rolling out alongside that, but um, a lot of it was cookie time.
0: Cookie time.
1: Yeah, and they had some some kind of neat guns that they they released with the Dawning this time around. There was like a stasis pulse rifle, a kinetic pulse rifle that was kind of decent. Um, I didn't really keep any rolls, but. There were triumphs that meant I had to use them, uh, and I enjoyed it. And then I went, no, I have better versions of what this gun does. I'm going to just delete this now.
0: I did that thing where, in the first week, where I I could play, um, where I kept getting a drop of a specific gun, and I was like, I'm not going to break any of these down. And then just at the end of the dawning, just send a screenshot of my vault to terrorize everyone. Like, I did.
1: Well, it's, it what? Like the the, <laughs> the thing with Guardian Games was that was the only gun that was dropping from the event <laughs> itself, and they were like boosting the drop rates. I think at, at least initially, and so you did end up with a hundred of them.
0: And that's not counting all the ones I broke down before I went. This hey, Yeah, <laughs> This really upsets a lot of people in the server that yeah. I have so many of this gun. Yeah,
1: I mean the difference is. What if I diff- lent into that? Yeah, the difference here was it was, I think, like five different guns that you could drop from the dawning. So it was going to be a bit more spread out.
0: I'm hoping, like, every single time I read a TWAB in the lead-up to a community event, I'm waiting for that, like, golden sentence of they're boosting the drop rate of something in in particular. So I can just be like, or they're just, this oh,
1: they they just stuff. Isn't s- it neat? <laughs> they put something vague in there of like, and one player weirdly collected 100 of the title. And you're like, that's <laughs> me. But I bet you someone had more. More, yeah. One of those streamers that plays 12 hours a day, they were like, let's see how many we can get in these three weeks of this event.
0: Since that one, they've boosted the vault up to 600. Mm. So my goal is there's an event with a boosted drop rate on something i'm going to make it that is such
1: a sad way to play the game
0: (laughs) it's not for me though because it genuinely upsets people in my life and that as a goblin is my one true cause you have
1: so many quests you need to get to (laughs)
0: And I won't because I know it genuinely triggers you every single time I open my quest fuck. menu.
1: You're right, it
0: does. I still have Shadow Keeps. Fuck. <laughs> I have all of those essences that I have to get. I yeah. won't. The but I like, have them there. You do enough stuff. If I on, get
1: bored, you do enough stuff on the moon. You just drop another one of those essence quests. Like, I'll do a a run through the Lost sectors on the moon, and then it's like, here's the essence of brutality or whatever the fuck. I'm like, I didn't want this. This isn't a good gun that I get at the end of this. Go away.
0: One time when I just decided to stream one day and I was just dreaming destiny. I think it was when Witch Queen came out. Mm. One of my co-workers, he popped the stream on while he was working because we were all working from home at that point. And he said he doesn't have ADHD, but watching me you do. watching me play Destiny <laughs> He's like, I think that is the closest I'll ever get to experiencing ADHD. Because okay. he was like, every time I looked over, you were off doing something. But like, <laughs> nothing constructive. He's like, what did you do with that eight hours? And I went, well, I uh... killed Moss. And then I went and talked to, talk to Varric. Yep. And then I went back to the throne world. And then I went to, talk to Barry. Just
1: <laughs> and pure vibe-based like, Destiny. He's like,
0: watching you play Destiny is like, I can see into your brain, and it's genuinely terrifying.
1: Yeah, that's what you <laughs> want to hear from a person you work with.
0: <laughs> he's like, this, and my quest page is what my brain looks like. There's just so much going on in there. Mm.
1: Yeah. Anyway, and I went and
0: talked to Varyx. <laughs>
1: anyway, the dawning is done for another year.
0: Um, I still I, have cookies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I need to delete a bunch of shit out my in inventory. I
0: made so many cookies, and I cannot get them out.
1: No, you cannot. Um, next thing that we missed uh, during our time off was uh, the departure of one DMG from the uh, community management team. Um, Unity, father. Yeah, shout out to a true king among kings. Um, dude has done some of the most fucking heavy lifting, uh, navigating very... Uh, like, threading the needle on some very difficult conversations. Basically, week in, week out for as long as I can remember. Um,
0: but just- also... Being the face of, like, well, the associated face of, like, uh, Bungie's firm anti-racist stance and anti-sexist stance yeah. and anti-phobic stances and then just getting death threats and vitriol just because he said, hey, what if you weren't sexist? Yeah. What if you just weren't? Yeah. Like, wild concept, but here at Bungie, we think just don't be sexist.
1: Yeah. A lot of that does also come from folks like Pete Parsons, who I think is the CEO of Bungie, but like he, DMG also was like one of the most active members of their entire studio on social media. And you do see that reflected in other members of the community management team. Um, but he'd just been at it for so much longer that everybody just kind of looked to him for. A lot of that stuff as well, yeah um, so yeah shout- shout out to him, um be very surprised if he sees this, especially because we we're like a month out from him announcing he's stepping down, but um there were some cool like community efforts to kind of use a hashtag on Twitter to like post a bunch of thank yous and shout outs and cool things like that, so um yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be sad to see him go. I feel like every week I mean, he's our gone server. At this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every every week of our server we had a yo DMG a real one conversation in our yeah. Destiny channels. Because he would just was... post
1: some shit that is like, I'm not gonna put up with this essentially. <laughs> and that's that's always nice to see, right? There's like within gaming there's so there's so much of like uh we don't want politics in our games, but we're very clearly taking a stance by saying that and He would just be out there like, no, actually, that's a fucked attitude, and here's why. Shut up. Stop tweeting.
0: You don't want politics in your game, but my favorite is him being like, hey, you don't want politics in your game, but your banner on Twitter is even Gallion."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand? You don't want to talk politics? Do you understand the media you're consuming? I don't think so.
0: But also, like, my favorite thing about DMG as well is he, like, wasn't afraid to also terrorize the community. Oh, yeah. Like, he wasn't afraid to terrorize the big-name streamers and poke fun at them and, you know, banter with them.
1: He had a pretty good sense for the line of, like, what is playful for someone in his position. And the other side of that line is, of course, like, abusing the position or, like, taking a joke too far. And he would always walk right up to that line and be like, ha, 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 ha. It's okay, though.
0: he He was also very good at, like, joining in conversations online with those big streamers yeah. and being like hey maybe you should take a step back
1: yeah this like, is... hey
0: you're being a bit aggressive
1: yeah
0: um and then when shitheads were revealed in the community he was also not afraid to be like hey we don't support this
1: yeah get banned they might play yeah, our yeah. game
0: they might play our game and we might send them pr but we don't fucking support this we don't stand behind what they said or did yeah. like he was very quick to be like nope yeah no
1: yeah i think that's that's like if I was going to take anything from him and try to like radiate that out to other people that play this game is like, you know, streamers that play this game eight to 16 hours a day are not the community. Like they're actually a very small part of it. Yes, they're loud and you hear a lot from them, but they have made playing this game their job, which means their relationship to the game is fundamentally different to someone like you or me who has a full-time job and tries to fit this game in around it right and that's I mean I've i have always believed that but it's, it's more that like seeing how he would talk about it it's made me want to push that harder and be like don't listen to fucking insert streamer name here like they play Crucible all day five days a week of course they're going to have criticisms that don't like that I don't see or agree with because I just I barely engage with Crucible right
0: I think, too, a lot of people need to recognize a lot of those opinions of larger creators who um, made their their name, whether it's Twitch or YouTube or Facebook stream, whatever, wherever they stream. They made their name off the back of Destiny. So there's Mm. a certain level of entitlement that comes just on a psychological level. Not a lot of people are aware they do it, but the coin flips in where some of these people start to think the game owes them.
1: Yeah. Because
0: they... Because they play it so much and they talk about it so much and people come to watch them play it. They're like, well, the flip side of the coin is, well, now you guys own me. Yeah. And this is why I think this change should happen because of how I play. And it's like, well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like the most obvious example in recent memory was when they changed some of the matchmaking algorithms so that you would be matched up against people closer to your skill level and a bunch of big PvP streamers suddenly weren't stomping every match. It's like, do you actually do you, do you understand what this means you're not no, as it's good not, at, it's not you're not as good as you thought you were
0: watching watching them get their face dragged in the mud isn't fun for the twitch chat T- chat aren't enjoying themselves yeah. are you like are you sure it's chat not enjoying yeah. themselves or do you think it's you not enjoying yeah, yourself?
1: yeah that, that just tells me maybe they're not actually that entertaining to watch right like I could go and stream some PvP be garbage at it and probably find a way to make that entertaining because I know that I'm not good. And I accept that because I don't fucking engage with PVP that much. But I'll go, I'll I'll, go like scumbag it up in some mayhem or some team scorched or iron banner or whatever. But like, I'm not going to make my entire life streaming trials and crying and screaming when I don't win. Right.
0: It's, it's the same as like prior to the, the matchmaking prior to that, it was when battle Eye was introduced Mm. and a lot of, a lot of PvP and trials players channels died because their they entire cop, content revolved around. Yeah, but also it also revolved around them finding hackers.
1: Mm.
0: Like there are a bunch of PvP and trials YouTube and Twitch content creators who their entire video content library was them exposing hackers. Mm. And like sometimes it wasn't even hackers; it was no. just they were being outplayed. But they couldn't do that anymore. Yeah, because all of those hackers suddenly got binned and then a bunch of those people actually got binned and it's like well how do you make content anymore if you made your whole personality online i fight hackers and now bungie's like we don't have to worry about that anymore systematically
1: eliminated 90 percent of them
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) howdy's yeah like and it's just one of those things where he was very good at being like well maybe consider this yeah (laughs) I talk to the community. I look at what the community's saying. I filter through that noise. Yeah. What and if you're not the face of destiny?
1: Yeah. And, and, what if you're not the like, majority? That sentiment is something that I'm seeing in the other community managers on online is them going, hey, I appreciate your feedback, but you need to realize that there are a lot of players that this doesn't this doesn't map to them, right? Like this is not their experience. We're also listening to them. We're taking feedback in all these places. We might not respond immediately because there's so much of it. And it's in so many different places and they're quite a small team. Um, But that doesn't mean they're not like keeping an eye on things. And like, if you just take that step back and take that wider perspective and maybe, I don't know, talk to some people that aren't you and your streamer buddies or people that like play that game that same way, like, you realize that, right? It's pretty obvious. It's a huge game. There's so much to it.
0: There, there. One thing I'll say that's refreshing is there are a lot of um, burgeoning, burgeoning, yeah, up and coming Destiny players who are coming up through the ranks, and they have that mindset. Yeah, like slow down, Captain. Um, this is simply not realistic for the community, um, and they're very community focused. So they see those bigger names and as they themselves are starting to get bigger names, they're kind of butting heads for some of these, like, mm. we call them shitheads of the community. They're the, the bratty child at the back of the classroom of the
1: community. Yeah, the people, the that, go- the the people that go and do world first raid races and yell at their teammates. Yeah, we all know the ones.
0: Oh, uh, you mean the ones that speak down to women who are just trying to help them get partner quicker? Yep. <laughs> um. So it's like it's refreshing seeing a lot of non-males and non-white males coming up through the Destiny ranks now, and just be like, "Yeah, how about you go just I don't know, play Fortnite, yeah, do something Play else. Cult of the Land. yeah, play a horror game, do something, go and get and just come and get back get to Destiny Pass. later.
1: It's it's a great yeah. deal, and there's tons of games, and maybe you can just fuck off and play something else.
0: Yeah, like how about you take a break and come back to it later? Yeah. If you're not enjoying yourself, have you considered just not?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um and that that I guess like to to try and like give some kind of takeaway is try and try and lift those people up as well. Like if you see people that are out there trying to make a name in the community or with their content that are not shitheads um that are, you know, thinking about all the various types of people that play this game like give them a boost give them a give them a like a follow etc this is our contractually obliged period to say like and support us please um but yeah like i've i've seen enough threads on twitter of people saying like i love this game but the community has turned me off and now i've given up on this idea of streaming it or even just playing it right and that Goes down to like LFG communities, it goes down to streamers, it goes down to like all of those groups.
0: Without like name dropping, I actually saw a really good converse. I had a good conversation actually, and saw a really good diet like discourse online with a Log from Destiny Down Under,
1: uh, Log Power where Slave, he, I believe. Yeah,
0: is. I just go on Log, yeah, um. And Mylin talking about, hey, Destiny Down Under probably is not going to happen for a while because Log is actively stepping away from Destiny. And also, it's I believe like,
1: Mylin look, had a kid towards the end of last year,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, look, Destiny just isn't doing it for us anymore. Like, Log was like, it's not doing it for me anymore. The community's kind of gone to shit a little bit. But he's like, I'm genuinely not enjoying playing the game. I'm not enjoying the repetition. I'm not enjoying the grind. So rather than play it to a point where I begin to resent the game that yeah. I love, I'm just going to step down from it. Yep. And he goes, I'm probably not going to engage in a lot of Destiny content either. Like, I'm just not going to join in those conversations. He's like, I've got stuff I've got to focus on. He's like, I've got a family. like He's like, I'm just not going to play this game until I hate it. And he's like, yeah. I don't understand the mentality of people playing this game and they hate it and they keep playing it. I, I, and I, I mean, a really healthy conversation conversation came out of that a lot of like mid-tier streamers and community members were like look we're feeling tired too mm. we'll probably jump back into it at lightfall but right now we're just going to play some of our yeah. you know wish list games or our games that have been sitting in our steam library for five years like
1: i mean if, if i had to guess and i think you spoke about this before it's people had their come up playing destiny streaming destiny and they've done nothing else and they have a lot of fear associated with the idea of trying to branch out and like You don't have to go full variety streamer but like if people are there for you they'll they'll follow you to a different game maybe some of them drop off because it's not destiny but you might pick up a different audience along the way right and
0: even the youtube creators people like bife and evan and um other like there's an aussie one that i keep forgetting the name of and i feel terrible Mm. they're even starting to do Warhammer lore videos. Oh,
1: but yeah, bife has been doing non-Destiny lore stuff for quite a while.
0: But they've been weaving that slowly into mm. their content, so it's not like a hard pivot out of Destiny content yeah. into other content. They're just like, hey, so actually every other week is going to be a Destiny.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, or like, I noticed now that... I'm
0: only making Destiny content when there's a big update.
1: Yeah. I noticed that a couple, I think it was a couple of years ago with Bife and it was like at kind of this point, of a yearly destiny cycle where like there wasn't a lot happening and he got like you know some contract work from some other game that was like we want you to do this lore thing for us and he did that and it, you know great branch out do other stuff because if what if what you are doing is valuable and entertaining people will gravitate to that it might not always be the same group of people i'm not going to go and watch warhammer lore
0: but i i like bife so i've thrown his yeah. warhammer video in the background while i'm like working or editing content or like cleaning my house i'll throw like bife videos on and just let autoplay take over and like some of them have been the videos
1: and and that's that's kind of the the point i was going to make is like warhammer like i'm not interested in that at all so like that is kind of the end of the, the other end of that spectrum to me but like there's a whole range of shit that someone like bife or someone that i follow could do where i would be like i like you enough to see what you think about this thing Right. And then maybe that means I find some new interest or I find some other perspective on the world, right? And that's the power that like that is what actually being a good creator is. Like you are entertaining and compelling to watch. This is me now realizing, are we? Um <laughs> just feel like well, I don't know, I'm talking about my ass here, but also like that's that's just I've thought about content that i consume a lot and what i give my time and money to because i support a few things on patreon that i value and want to see continue um i don't do that for everything though but you know that's i I don't watch a lot of like quote unquote mainstream tv or whatever you want to call it nowadays and I, t- I try to find stuff I actually care about and think should exist. And I try to focus on supporting that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, shout yeah. out DMG. A real homie.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I I'm, i don't think he's said yet what he's going on to do. I would expect he's just going to take some time off. But I I will keep an eye on where he goes and what he does because I'm just interested to see where someone like that would go next. And
0: I... In his farewell he said he might he's like, I might give actually making games a go. Like Sure. And I was like, That's awesome because he gets to see the other side of the coin then. Yeah. Or like I'd expect with all the hard work he's done and his reputation that the moment he said, Hey, I'm leaving Bungie, I wouldn't be surprised if other studios are like, Are you looking for work? Uh,
1: like, yeah, I they hey? they would be stupid not to because like I don't th- like Bungie and the, the way that they approach community is kind of like top of class, but also he is the top of that top, right? Like, there's not many that do it better. Yeah. Like I, I would yeah. say, I would say it used to be Cosmo until he kind of like went up in the in the kind of running that team, and then DMG kind of took that spot. But um, I'm
0: excited to see where he goes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Back to the game itself. Week two of the season, Mm i.e. the first week we missed, um, was bonus Gambit rank time, bonus infamy. Um, In that week, I got to the point of four out of six triumphs done for gilding my dredgen for the seventh time. Uh, And then I think it was either the next week or the week after from that, so like week three or four, that I... Did the rest of it because it was just I needed to win matches and I needed to get uh, I think it was kills as an invader were like the last two, um, and so I I, th- I think I've now built that habit into myself of like the first week the infamy boost is up I'm just going to play a ton of gambit and I'm going to try and push it as far as I can um, I don't I don't feel the pressure to like gild it during that same week. But I want to use those bonus points to try to, like, reset the rank because that's one of the triumphs usually. Um, So, yeah, I've I've gilded dredgeon seven times. (laughs) Sorry, seven out of the seven times that you could gild
0: it. I have gotten dredgeon exactly zero times and gilded it equal amount of times.
1: Like, getting it for the first time
0: is actually painful. It's just... And it's, like, the amount I've helped everyone else get Druidjan and then guild it, and then I'm just, like, yeah, the fuckiest of the Triumphs are the ones I have left. Like, the deposit the most emotes, don't die, like, that kind of shit.
1: But uh, this this season I've been running a heavy, heavy melee throwing hammer Titan build, Um, running uh, syntheseps as my exotic armor, which I think it basically just does a ton of extra damage if I'm surrounded. So basically, throw the throwing hammer at someone, I pick it up, it triggers health regeneration, and then I'm surrounded by enemies because I've just gone to pick up my hammer, and then I just stand there and fucking throw it and bounce it off the boss until it's dead. Um, for a while, I was running tractor cannon just to make that go faster. Uh, but basically, my build has settled down to shotgun, solar SMG, Xenophage, and... Xenophage is just, like, my gambit utility at this point of, like, I'm going to get kills of invaders as an invader, and it's also big damage against everything. Um, Most of it's just throwing hammers, though. Just throw it into a room, dink something, go pick it up, and then just sunspots everywhere. Uh, It's a very good time.
0: I always find it so funny in, like, anything, where I'll run past you and I'll just get that, you know, like, the drive-by sound effect of... Ding 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 yeah. and you like <laughs> bouncing your hammer of shit like oh or back like you're on. running Bullshit into again. a
1: room and my hammer whizzes past you to like smack a goblin in the face.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so or satisfying.
0: Just every now and then just you going, ah, my hammer.
1: Yeah, like if, if it bounces wrong or I miss a shot and it falls off the map, that is the f- biggest heartbreak. Cause then I've just gotta wait for it to recharge like a fucking pleb.
0: Or Ugh. The hammer's just on the ground, and I run past it. Oh, there's Chili's hammer, and then sure enough, you come I'm
1: sliding it. through, just like, I'll take that. Donk. Yeah. That's so, so fun.
0: <laughs> oh, it's like me with my solar build. Oh, like, both of us settled into solar builds this uh,
1: Solar's always been my default. I just had to, like, every season with, the, with, with the new element. I was like, I'm going to do this this season.
0: Never plays. This season, actually, oddly enough, I was thinking about it the other day because I was like, oh, what are we going to talk about in the episode? And then my PC blew up. Yep. I was like, this season I have moved to almost like the opposite Mm. of what I used to do because I used to play Ark and Stasis quite a lot. Mm. And I used to meme about how much I fucking hated Void and Solar. But like this season I've been popping, depending on what we're doing, I've been kind of like popping between Void and Solar back and forth. Yeah. Because the way I've built my void build, it's very good at ad clear, very good at just it's all devour and mm. like seeker based. Yeah. So my grenades yep. have seekers, yep. my melee is a seeker, I have old gods, uh, you know, the weedle baby. Mm-hmm. And then I've got devour on top of that. And yep. then I'm running, you know, exotics that feed into that cycle. And then I took that concept and went, What if I did it with solar?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then put a whole bunch of aspects on, plus sun braces, plus wells. So now, yes. I think, when we were doing um, heists, like the the new ones, it was, oh, got my grenade back, oh, got my grenade back, oh, got yeah, that's my... A sunbra- and it was just explosions going. That's, that's how going. sun braces
1: works, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then just explosions happening everywhere. And then pairing that with the new submachine gun, that when you shoot, it, like, keeps you airborne.
1: Oh yeah, I've not I've not used that at all yet.
0: Airborne kills feed my melee. My melee feeds grenades. Yes. Okay. And then when I'm on the ground, my grenades, my melee, and my solar weapons are dropping wells, which are feeding everything, plus my super. Okay. Which is why when we did the dungeon spire, I was getting my well back up so quickly. And yes. It was just because I was in that. Solar Cycle with all my aspects and then how I picked my exotics. Yeah. And in the words of one of our teammates the other day, oh, you're actually thinking about the game now. (laughs) He was like, he made a cohesive thought in Destiny 2. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not just (laughs) well... When I showed him my build. (laughs) It's not just well plus Xenophage. It's, oh, there's actually a loop here that you're repeating.
0: (laughs) Chaos Reach, Geomags, and... (laughs) <laughs> Xenophage. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it's a difference of like Chaos Reach and Geomags is one thing, Xenophage is one thing, but combining airborne SMG, grenades, melee, well, like that's a build. That's not just an item. So or uh,
0: the other one, which I've just called green, which is when I figured Four out a loop. Products. I figured out a loop between void and uh green
1: yeah
0: corruption whatever that shit's called i just call it green what do
1: they um call it? i don't know
0: we call it yucky
1: yeah
0: so my devour slash scatter build and then necros and either thorn or osmo or osteo on it and then what it was is my void was feel it feeding my melee. My melee is long distance, so I was able to then make a lot of things green long distance and then pop them with thorn, which spreaded the corruption, which mm-hmm. then gave me kills, which fed my melee. Yep. Which is like, green! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just I showed someone my build in our team and he was like, oh my god, you're actually... Thinking.
1: Yeah, that was that was like when I discovered the interaction between Taraba and Path of Burning Steps and (laughs) and became a fucking A ten warthog just machine gunning (laughs) shit out of existence with an SMG. You
0: became a war crime with that build. Yeah. I was like, they're about to
1: sanction you. For those of you that are not familiar with how Titans work, uh, or maybe don't play Titans. Um so Path of Burning Steps, leg exotic. Uh, solar final blows boost solar weapon damage it's something to that effect Uh, Taraba uh, exotic uh, solar SMG um, which has like an alt fire mode that you have to charge up which basically speeds the fire rate way up and the more you do damage the longer it stays up but it's got a 30 second countdown Um, so essentially I would just run through rooms holding down fire on this smg which would not only build up the charge of the gun's ability but would be stacking like bonus damage on solar weapons uh and it just got stupid like we were doing duality and i was, I was running like there was that. some
0: cursed duality run and i was like <laughs> yeah, you were just-
1: i was just like you guys go grab the standards i will literally murder everything else and i was just standing in the in that. It's the second encounter where, like, there's that round thing with the three different bosses, but, like, the middle of the room is this circular arena and in the Nightmare Room yeah. there's a big hole. And I was just, like, doing laps of that, just melting everything. I was like, no, that's all right. I got the bell keepers. Don't worry about it.
0: Like <laughs> I have become human Nepal.
1: Yeah. Like, actually, though. Um, so I, like, throw a grenade and then just SMG. And it was it still is one of the most satisfying builds to run. I need to I need to get that. So like I've hooked up dim to my Stream Deck now because there's a plugin for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: I can push a single button and it will change my build over to whatever that build is, at like the loadout saved in dim. Yeah. Um so but I've also got like shorthands that I've got cuz the the screen size on the Stream Deck is very small. So I've got like two solar builds. One is just hammers. Then the other is Gambit followed by the Hammer emoji because they're slightly different. Um, I've got an Arc one that I've just called Punchy um, because it's all about using mo- uh, Heart of most Light, which is all about just like cycling abilities to make them all more powerful. Uh, and then the Void one that I have on there is just called Frisbees, uh, which is... As you can imagine.
0: Very familiar with the Frisbee build.
1: It's uh, whatever the fucking uh, Doomfang Pauldrons, which gives you an extra shield throw, the Frisbee, and makes that all more potent. Um, I also just have a constant thing on there of both how full my vault is and how full my postmaster is. And shout outs to everyone that builds all of those things, because it is very useful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, so good.
1: Um... All right. That's a lot of off-track shit. Um, Next note I had, new exotic mission is sick. Uh, Operation Seraph's Shield. Um, Also, Revision Zero, the exotic uh, kinetic pulse rifle that you get is sick as fuck. And I say that having now upgraded it a few times because I've continued the quest that you have yet to. Um, That gun is a problem. so i i hmm so the quest the uh what is it what is it called i said it before we started recording Seraph shield no 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 no. the the the, the like catalyst quest um uh, if you choose to accept it or
0: something like that yeah what's
1: that effect um once you get to, like, the final step of each weekly version of that quest, you have to complete Operation Seraph Shield on Legend, which I've done solo for the last three weeks. Um, and it's like it takes me, like, maybe an hour. I'm just kind of vibing it out. Um, so I, I know that mission fairly well. It's I've gone through and found all, this, all the little security drones. Um, God, that mission just fucking whips. It feels like a mini DSC.
0: I did it for the first time last night. Yes, um, please so tell this, me. because I, I I think I've done it like,
1: I think I've done it like 10 times now. Um, oh, quick question. When you did yes. it, did the voice lines play for you? Yes. Good. Because that only happened for me the first time I did it. Every other time I've done it, no voice lines whatsoever. Oh. Even including and when I took someone else through it for the first time.
0: They're super interesting points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so immediately off the bat, going in, um, and then I—it's not even that long ago—but going up in the pods gave me like a rush of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I don't know, also, like, oh,
1: like you do it, and I kind of forgot where you start the mission from, and then I was like, oh fuck, we're above Earth. Yeah, and it took me a moment to realize that until you get up there and you look down. And you see the fucking traveler sitting there.
0: Yeah, I know. And I was just like, the first time I loaded in with a friend, I was just like, ah, my wife,
1: she's down there, my now. beautiful
0: wife. Ah, like so excited. But then it's almost like a Deep Stone Crypt lullaby redux that they play when you do basically the, the space the spacewalk. walk.
1: The the music, I, the music is a little bit more sinister in nature.
0: Yeah, like it's a little more restrained. Piano, the yeah. light piano keys of like, because when I first went up there, I genuinely thought they were going to because it starts like deep stone, yeah, but it, but like
1: three or four notes in, it immediately goes darker than and it's got like a lullaby,
0: it's more synthia, it's less orchestral and more synthy. yeah, and I was just like, I got goosebumps, and then. Teared up, and I think yeah. I put in the server. I put in the server, I was like, Not me doing the seraph mission and fucking tearing up, yeah. Because, like, we got to the spacewalk, and I heard those first few notes, and I was like, Because I cry every time we do the spacewalk doing do DSC. Um, and I started to tear up, and then the sins kicked in, and I was like, Excuse me, what? The what? And then doing the spacewalk, and the voice lines happening while you're doing the spacewalk, yeah. And rather than Clovis fucking bleating on it's enna and elsie or just i honestly can't
1: remember at this point i've done it so many more times with no voice lines than i have with
0: but like just the the dichotomy i guess of like the dsc it's clovis being like hey fuck you get out yeah i'm
1: the big man around here
0: and then like the voice lines as you're doing it being like hey we're gonna be okay like we're Mm. gonna do this mission we're going to get everything we need we're gonna get red back Everything's going to be okay. We're in this together, Guardian. And I was just like, shit. Yeah. My feelings. Yeah. My feelings. (laughs) And just, yeah, it was like so cool. Boss. I mean, that was fun. The fact it was like Praxis. I'm going to be honest.
1: The first time I entered that room, I was like, surely this isn't Tanix. The way it fucking flies in, I'm like, don't you dare.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're just. Every time, time. Tenix comes, every time Tenex comes, every times comes back, he comes back. She, they come back smaller because we're just doing more and more
1: damage. We're just attached to more shit different things it was a heavy things. shank now it's a, a spider tank or whatever <laughs> oh,
0: brig ew <laughs> oh. imagine no. the chunky no, no, no. thick brig no, legs you, and then tannix you know how
1: you have to like shoot a brig before it opens up the crit spot in its chest it opens up and tannix just sits in there <laughs>
0: I'm just thinking of uh, the. It's funny that I say this because we were joking about me looking like Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> but uh, you said spider tank, and all I could think of was Tenix on top of a spider tank, and then him looking like you know the doll's head on top of the. Yep. In Toy Story, just yep. scuttling around like a fucking nightmare. Yes. <laughs> His Tenex just. <laughs> yeah. There's a.
1: There's a couple of moments in that, in that mission that like. I still remember the first time I hit them. And I was like, yo, this is really cool. Like obviously them introducing all of the augments from DSC again. That was yeah. kind of fun. I was like, Oh, you're doing this. Like when you first hit that first room with the, the space scanner. elevators and it's like, here's scanner. I was like, no, you don't. What are you doing here? Uh, and then you, you hit the other two on the way up. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, the, the like fake weapon surrender scene in the middle of it and they're just like no it's fine we'll send them back to you just surrender the weapons <laughs> and then when you when you do the like the mid boss fight right before that and it's just like alert them to your presence and there's just a bunch of exploding barrels in the middle of the room you're like well i guess i shoot these now <laughs> yeah just like real fun stuff just
0: Oh, our weapons are gone. Time to teleport above the catch. And then, like, Enna and Red Send me my guns now. (laughs) And then just Enna and being like, oh, my God, they fell for it. Yeah. They actually fell for (laughs) it. Bitch, you weren't confident to begin with? Going in here, you were like, it'll be fine. in your weapon. I mean, like,
1: worst worst case, we've got abilities. We've got supers. We'll figure a way out. We'll just res you. It's
0: fine. Yeah. But just for her to be like, no, guys, like her and Elsie being like, no, trust us. We know what we're doing. It's gonna be fine, and then being like, "Oh my god, they actually bought it!" It's yes. Like, excuse me? Yeah. Being there, were you cute? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you weren't completely confident, like you said ten minutes ago, that you oh, were. Yeah. Huh?
1: No, no. Always keep them guessing. Huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there, there's a lot of like cool secrets and little things hidden throughout that mission. Um, the little thing you have to like follow the the route. In the room full of tiles and like jump over the lasers and stuff that was kind of that was kind of cool the first time and now i've just memorized the floor pattern and I, i don't need to look i just work out which panels to hit and i'm like okay fine i'll just go in now um i've done that mission too many times
0: when we were doing it, I think I kind of annoyed who I'd ran it with a little bit because as I was going through the room, I was singing the uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones song from Workaholics.
1: Uh like thinking about <laughs> the entrapment. dips
0: between lasers. Yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes,
1: yes. No, it's 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 a good measure, and like like I said, I've run it at least once a week since it came out. Like it is not boring like I'll try different And it's
0: super quick once you know what to do.
1: I mean, the legend version is not um
0: cool. Kind of... I have to do those. It's
1: like it's it's fine. You just have to play it slower cuz you're, you know, power capped at 1580 or whatever it is no matter what you're running. Um but there's there's no there's no like champions to worry about. There's no match game. It's just it kind of you have to take it a bit slower. It's fine. Like I said, I've soloed it what three or four times now um it's doable um but yeah the uh as for the good boy protocol which is a it's a bit of work to hit all those security drones you have to like get revision zero which you need to use to shoot the drones it's like seventh's eyes with um ruinous effigy it's like that all over again um there's 50 of them so it takes a little bit but like if you go and launch all the heist play uh, the heist locations separately and like you can just get it done with a bit of effort. Um, we will talk about that when you've done it, because I did it last night, and like you will have seen the door in Seraph Shield that eventually unlocks once you get. Yeah, a 50. I tried
0: to open it, yeah. and it was like, ah, uh, actually, you need heightened security, oh, it's, blah blah it's blah. Not like, that, it's not
1: even that door. It's like a door with like a whole grid of lights next to it. Anyway, once you do that. You get in there and there's, like, this whole other section you have to navigate through before you even get to the good boy, um, which is very cool and good, and we'll talk about it when you've done it because I only did it last night.
0: I'll try and do it maybe this weekend. Yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, Sarah Shield, good stuff. Um, Yeah. We are going long, so we should probably very quickly uh, get up to speed on the story stuff.
0: Yes, and then you have to, once you do that, they're like, hey, cool. Now we need to, I think it's, we had to go to Felwinter's Peak because we have to. Oh, that was, yeah, you got to like We the have temple. to get, yeah, you have to get the Iron Lord's Temple because you have to get um his little ghost fragments yeah. and access that. And then the whole time you do that, I, Osiris goes into his past a little bit, which is interesting mm. of him training under the Iron Lords and, He's like, yeah, I didn't really get along with them. They're all really stubborn and weird, except for the one warlock. I got along with that one real well. And you're like, mm, I know who that is. Mm. Um, and then you touch the ghost and you're like, hello, give me the secrets because Fellwinter was actually resputed, which I forgot, because it's been so long since that Yeah. That when they when Enna said that, I was like, Wow, oh, that is a yeah. really good dis- <laughs> That's a really good discovery, Emma. And holy shit, what a plot twist. And Alex was like, uh, Mechie, that was revealed to us in the film because that's why it's called Felwinter's Lie. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, but that was yeah, also yeah. like four years ago. Yeah. A lot has happened since then. Yeah. A giant moth lady came. Yeah. Um, which was really interesting. And then Rasputin comes through as Clovis' voice. And he's like, hey, uh, not actually Clovis. It's just, I'm using his voice pattern system or something. Yeah. Um, don't trust Clovis and then a really sick cutscene happens Um, and basically it's like hey turns out Clovis dickhead the whole time just complete dickhead um, who he thought? was actually he was actually going to use me to destroy the travelers so that he could be like the overseeing so, like all-knowing being I just wanted to humanity. like
1: grab the game and be like did you play Beyond Light that was the whole thing yeah. Clovis's shit
0: Anna you fucking idiot yeah um and then that was a whole big plot twist. And then um, we go back to the helm and Anna's holding a gun against the XO. And, the, and Clovis is like, well, if you kill me, you ruin the XO. And then you can't see red again. And she's like, well, shit, you're right. So here's my spicy ramen and Graham. Um, And then they basically, basically
1: reformat the hard drive and install uh, Rasputin on it.
0: Yeah. Like they were <laughs> just like, guess what? Um, factory reset. Yep. Um, and then deleted him out. And now Rasputin has Clovis's voice, but kind of because it glitches out and it's very scary. And when it does it, it upsets me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, something off-putting about it yes. glitching. I'm like, oh. Um, and then there's another cutscene where they're all just like, well, we have Rasputin. Um, what now? Yeah. That's all I can remember.
1: Yeah. And then this week's story was essentially them going – Hey, Zebo has this giant army but is sending fuck all of it to fight us. That doesn't make any sense, right? And then...
0: Oh, yeah, because Mara Sov comes in and she's like, Hey, so my Yeah, just realized something. Yeah, uh, and
1: the revelation... Ziba being sus. <laughs> the, the The revelation essentially is like, Zebo like god of war, basically, her worm feeds on death and war... So she, they work out that she's essentially intending to build up this giant army to act as a blood sacrifice that she will send against the Warmind and all of the Warsats once we get them and just let them die because her worm will get stronger either way. Uh, and the result of that is them going, what if we just get just enough and it results in a stalemate? And yeah, then that's it. No, no, no worm growth for you actually keep the compost at home.
0: But also the underlying conversation of like people being like Zavala being like, how the fuck can we trust Rasputin? Because yes. he started off as Clovis, AI, like he started off as a Clovis invention that you fostered into an active AI, like a living, yeah. breathing active AI. And is like, no, I know him really well. He's actually super great and super nice. Daddy, no, chill. Yes. Um, and then that's led me to believe, like, I think Anna wants to kiss the, kiss the rabbit. Maybe. I think Anna might love red a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like um, there was, but also now you know, he has her dead granddad's voice. Yeah. So one,
1: one of the um, cut scenes was sort of about how she taught Rasputin about human culture and arts and history. And that's why I think she trusts him is that, He doesn't just understand, like, game theory and war. He likes ballet! (laughs) Yeah, it's like, he he understands, like, what value humans produce in cultural artifacts, or or whatever way you want to write that uh, philosophy thesis. Um, But, like, it's more than just Team A versus Team B. It's like, Team A actually has sick anime. We need to protect them. And... I I think that that was kind of what it came down to is like, it's not just that he's a weapon of war. He also like kind of understands what he's fighting for in a sense. Like, yes, we built him.
0: And he feels and maybe even loves. Yeah.
1: And (laughs) then that conversation happens in Zavala's office, which is nice to go back there for a reason. Mm. Um, And then you go talk to Rasputin. He's just like, I've never had to think about this before. Please give me some time. I.E., a week until the next mission. <laughs> and also, it's important to point out, based on the triumphs at least, we've only got one more week of story. Yeah. So, given that this is leading into Lightfall, uh, I have no idea what next week's story is going to entail. All I will say is the last couple of weeks, they've been sprinkling the name Nefele Stronghold in there, which has been a long... Not rumored feels like the wrong word, but it's long been a name that has popped up on like the Raid Secrets subreddit as like, oh, we found this in some game code or an API endpoint and people think it points to the Neptune stuff that Lightfall is heading towards. And like that name has been around for a bit.
0: I like how the writers kind of ran it that parallel in the game, but used it in the context of, oh, I've seen this show up when Red has been running diagnostics a few times yeah. or Red has referred to, or Rasputin has referred to this a few times, but with no context or no idea what it's about. Yeah. And knowing that raid secret stuff, it's like it feels like it runs parallel with, hey, we know you guys got into the code and figured yeah. that out. So yeah. we're going to write in that it was actually Red who yeah. was referencing that.
1: Red to it. To kind
0: of be like, hey. <laughs> to act- Oh, God. I don't want to. Rasputin giving the attitude of a redditor no thank you no um just kind of running that parallel and being like hey what if it wasn't you actually hacking the code what if it was Rasputin just referencing it in the code like
1: what if it's actually nothing (laughs) quirky
0: Rasputin things you
1: know what'd be funny is like we get to Lightfall we go to whatever the uh, Neo Muna the location on Neptune and like Nefeli Stronghold is just a lost sector it's, it's a nothing. It's nothing important. It's just a lost it's sector. It's a toilet.
0: <laughs> the neo Mooner people call their toilets Nefeli.
1: No, they call, it, toilet. they call it the Nefeli stronghold. It's a whole... Yeah. They, they don't poop like, have often. you
0: seen they the size don't. of those cloud striders? Yeah, they don't
1: <laughs> poop often, but when they do, they need a stronghold.
0: <laughs> You've seen the size of those striders. Mm, step on me. Um, uh, they're technically 10. <laughs> oh.
1: Anyway, let's get out of here before I indict <laughs> myself further. Um, that's that's a very I'm, quick, like, I don't know, five, ten minute wrap up. A Mackie recap. On six weeks of story that you've seen in the last two days. Um, but hey, we're up to date now. What do you want?
0: Now we're just edging. We're edging Zivu. We're edging ourselves.
1: You're going bust, first. That is such a weird way to describe...
0: A stalemate.
1: Yeah, like a wartime stalemate is intellectual ed- edging. It's two armies edging each other. Yeah, who go and bus <laughs> worse. I don't. I don't love it, but I get it. <laughs> huh. okay. Um, let's get out of here because this has been like probably an hour and a half. By the time I edit it down, um, but it's been good. It's been good to get back I want to it. We'll
0: play more Destiny.
1: Yeah, you've got some catching up to do, and I've got some.
0: Whole bunch of pinkles just to get <laughs> remotely up to level. I've
1: got some dinner to eat. Um, anyway, Erico Blueberry is back for a new year. Oh. Uh, we've got a new expansion coming up in.
0: A month. month just and, over a month.
1: Yeah, a month and a bit, um, which is. month f- and two
0: weeks. Frightening.
1: But exciting. It's going to be good. Um, yeah. Like and subscribe, etc. We will. We'll be back next time. Um, who knows whose PC is going to blow up next?
0: Not uh, mine again, please. No, well, like you've got a <laughs> $2,500 in the hole. Yeah, you please got a warranty
1: no. You can claim at least, so that's something. But uh, hey, I'm glad we're back. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad Destiny exists and we can play it. Um,
0: I'm yeah. proud to be the chaotic element in some of y'all's lives.
1: And I will continue to put up with it. Uh, We will see you next time. (laughs) Goodbye.
0: As if it's not by choice.
1: Don't make me answer
0: that. (laughs) Bye.